Utah Warriors, Los Angeles. Next on MLR Weekly, Stephen Lewis, Sevens Czar for Hire and General Manager of the now shuttered Rugby New York franchise. Brian Ray of America's Rugby News with opinions. And John Fitzpatrick of Rugby Morning with Major League Rugby headlines and stuff. Rugby Wrap-Ups MLR Weekly brought to you by Sheehy Auto Stores. It's easy at Sheehy. The Pig & Whistle, New York City. The world's best rugby pub. And Lean and Limber. Stretching your way to a healthier lifestyle. Presented by Rugby Wrap-Up, Matt McCarthy in New York City. Happy New Year, everybody, and thank you for joining us again. We have a great new show for a great new year. We got more in 24 for you, and we're going to kick it off with a guy that loves jackets like the one I'm wearing, Stephen Lewis, the general manager or former general manager of the now-defunct Rugby New York side. It's still awkward for me to say that and not have my head implode. Uh, we also have Mr. Brian Ray, whose head has also not imploded yet, despite the fact that his Toronto arrows have gone down. And we have uh, none other than a person filled with glee before that with his c- recurring segment, Rugby Morning's Coffee Break, none other than John Fitzpatrick. John, welcome back to MLR Weekly and Happy New Year. Hey, Matt, I hope you had a great year. Looks like the 2024 the budget for wardrobe did not go up at all because that is one Whoa. doozy of a jacket. Well, you just insulted me and the and our guest today, Steve Lewis, because obviously you have no uh, sense of haute couture. Uh, but I will say, it looks like the investment on hair plugs has paid off because they are coming in nicely. Is it? Good, good. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty much where all the money went. All right. What do you got for us? 2024, I'm feeling feisty. MLR, regular season. And if you're an Old Glory DC fan, you got to be happy about the recent pickup. They just signed Tyler Rowland, former Toronto Arrows, propping up that, that forward pack there. Another great signing by Old Glory DC. They also picked up a couple of guys in that New York-Toronto dispersal draft. I don't want to cover it too much, but they signed wing Ishmael Shabazz. What a great name. i got to say, though, Matt, if you're a San Diego Legion fan, you've got to be pretty happy about how this offseason has shaken out. Not only have they added restocked, retooled, reloaded, how about Chris Matina coming over? What do you think of that? I think it's a great pickup. Uh, he's a very versatile player. Quiet, steady, calm. Uh, his demeanor doesn't change. I just want to know where the where the caps are on these teams. Well, it's funny you bring up cap space because I kind of wonder how much space they had for your boy, Matt Gitto. I mean, I know that was right over the Christmas holidays, but what about my gift there? My least expected, Mike. Least expected, mate. Listen, maybe maybe he's got a piece of the club now. Who knows? But he is an older Matt Kito. He didn't play last year. He's coming out of retirement to play. But it is sunny Southern California. They are playing on grass. I want to know when he hits the turf in Chicago in March if he feels that that was a wise decision. But it's an exciting thing for fans, certainly. And it brings some more eyeballs from across the seats. Next! But before we jump away from San Diego Legion, Matt, I know we've asked this question a couple of times, but 
with Gitto coming back, does that mean your boy, your other boy, Mananu, is going to come back? How many, how many, how many boys do I have here? Is he coming back? That's all I want to know. I think he's coming back. Yeah. According to Isaac Ross, when I spoke to him after they lost that match, and Nanu stared a death stare into my eyes when I asked him how he was doing, uh, I still think that he's not done. He's got unfinished business in San Diego. And if he comes back in the shape that he was in last year, that's going to be a great thing for San Diego. Next! I know we keep talking about the San Diego Legion, but Charlie Hewitt, you know, you may remember him from your days. And Greg Peterson. And Greg, well, yeah, and Greg Peterson. We you just, about you just added two six foot eight guys. They're not, they don't, they're not, again, they're, they don't come on trees, these trees. You know what I'm saying? And Greg Peterson is going to be so happy to be, the, he just played a, a, a two games in a row between in Scotland, in Glasgow, and in Edinburgh in freezing sideways blowing rain when he gets to san diego it's going to be like he's reborn he's going to be 10 years younger he's going to be running four four five uh hundreds he's going to be all world and charlie hewitt he's going to be landing on grass for the first time in his career in, in the mlr next well matt eight teams this year are going to make the mlr playoffs okay so that's the vast majority of the league right Top to bottom, you've got your eight. If you had to ask yourself right now, who are going to be the top four teams when it's all said and done at the regular season? Give me your top four teams right now, just based on off-season moves. San Diego, Seattle, New England, Chicago. Mm. I mean, you know, you, you, this all his? depends on attrition. It depends on injury. Uh, it depends on... Suspensions, red cards, of course. And then we also have that quirky schedule where we have the gap uh, between playoff rounds, right? So there's a lot that goes into this that can change things dramatically. I don't know. It's, it, it's, a, it's, it's a lot to look forward to, actually. I'm very excited about it now that I'm, uh, I'm off the ledge, so to speak. Um, and I'm looking forward to the season kicking off. It can't happen soon enough. Next! Last thing here, Matt. I got to ask you a question, though, right? So, yeah, we're, we're excited for the 2024 MLR season. Uh, you know, is it two teams dropping out? Is that all water, water under the bridge now, now that the new season is coming no. up? Any hiccups on the road? We still have that upcoming, um, you know, MLR player unionization vote that's still going to be taking place here, I think, in February. So is is everything still okay there? Or we, you know, we just, hey... No big deal. Moving on. Oh, it absolutely sucks, and it's. I'm still walking around in disbelief. Uh, again, it's like it's like a wake. It's like someone or somebody something died, and you, you're like, you know, at, at like thirty, right? And it's it's inexplicable. You know, people's lives were altered by this. That's that's the truth, and I, I feel it now, and I know what it's like. It's hard to. Uh, it's hard to describe to somebody that's not gone through it. You know, I know now. Toronto knows. Uh, Glendale knew it. Atlanta, L.A. At least L.A.'s got the team back now. These places have all gone through it, and their fan bases have gone through it. And I get it. And it's you know, it's I just don't. It's one of those things where you don't think about it. It's like the engine light is on, so you put a piece of tape over it, so you don't think about it too much. That's what I did anyway. It seemed to work. Next. Matt, one last thing here. I got to close out on this. I'm very excited that the L.A. team is finally released their branding 
you know, I don't know if you saw this. There are a couple of folks who think that LA logo looks like something else. You picking up anything? I, 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 I am. I, I get where they're going, and I'm going to reserve judgment on that for the time being. There's I don't the see logo. it. There's the logo. So I don't quite see it. It looks like an acorn to me. But, I mean, you could say the logo kind of looks like your head, though, as well. So maybe maybe that's what they had in mind. Right, well, on that note, I want to thank Mr. John Fitzpatrick of Rugby Morning with his coffee break. Thank you, John. Happy New Year. We'll be right back with Mr. Stephen Lewis, the former general manager of the now-defunct Rugby New York franchise, after this. Digs like a demented mole there. Need a great price on a new vehicle? Sheehy makes it easy. Easy Price shows you our lowest prices on the Mid-Atlantic's largest selection. Find your best price online or at any of our 31 dealerships. It's easy at Sheehy. Sheehy.com. You need your cleats? You need them tomorrow? If you order today by 3 p.m. New York time or noon L.A. time, they can have them to you tomorrow. Young, old, male, female, if you're playing on turf, if you're playing on grass, if you're playing in the rain, you're playing in the heat, they've got you covered. RugbyNow.com. Go there now. And we're back with the for the artist formerly known as the general manager of the Rugby New York squad, now defunct, as awkward and uh, surreal as that is to say, Stephen Lewis. Stephen, welcome to MLR Weekly. Good afternoon. Thank you, Matt. Uh, Stephen, for the folks at home that don't know, you and I are friends. We, we live pretty close to each other, but we really haven't had any interactions of any uh, as, as, as a consequence since the event. And the event is New York going down. And I know you've had a roller coaster of emotions because I've had one and yours, yours had to be multiplied by a thousand. Uh, a, how are you? And B, tell us what happened. Uh Fine, no, rolling with the punches. Not been easy two or three weeks, certainly. Came somewhat came out of left field. Um, not a lot of notice. And sort of short term, it's about, you know, been trying to get uh, players dispersed throughout the league. Obviously, that's pretty much done now. Talking with the various GMs and, and, and trying to get people sorted. So that part's over. Uh, it's tricky for the staff there's no dispersal draft for gms or for social media guys or team managers so tougher for those guys particularly this time of year trying to um you know make a career change or a career pivot so yeah it hasn't been easy one quick question i have for you because you, you said about the players how many landed with um other clubs uh probably about 60 percent, i would think probably 15 to 18 uh so, so most of the sort of stateside guys certainly most of the americans picked up gigs. The, the, the people who wouldn't were the foreigners who were coming here for the first time, obviously, because there are expenses involved in bringing foreigners as visas. Most teams already had their foreign player contingent pretty much sewn up at this stage. So those guys didn't. Um, but for the most part, when we're looking at guys who have played for New York over a period of years and who are American, most people have, have, have got somewhere to go. It's it was just a stunning thing that happened. You know, there there was maybe a little bit of writing on the wall, but it wasn't abundantly clear. And optimistically speaking, I thought that there might be a deal happening. But in your from your perspective, I don't think you really did you did you really think it was going to happen? No, no. And when did the realization hit you? 
Well, well, that week, obviously, the deal was on. Then Toronto pulled out. Then the deal was off. Then there was an MLR board meeting and, and there was no extension given. They had given previous extensions. That, that's uh, just to clarify that. But it all happened very quickly. So going from uh, new new buyers and four days later, organization doesn't exist. So pretty tricky to take. What's very. next for Steve Lewis? Gloria Gaynor, you know, I will survive. Uh, I'm going to focus on a couple of things I was sort of doing informally anyway, which was, um, uh, and I think which are two sort of gaps in the market where I've got something to offer, which are coach education. So coach coaching coaches, as it were, there's not really a great deal of that, particularly sort of coach mentoring. And then probably the other obvious one is sevens, right? There's a real sort of a dearth of knowledge around coaching sevens, um, particularly in this country, uh, even internationally. There's, there's not a lot of sevens coaches out there with a sort of broad range of experience, at different levels, men and women, boys and girls, domestic, international. So I'm going to pretty much focus on those two things, um, sort of coaching consultancy, essentially setting that up. Well, listen, ladies and gentlemen, you know, the Pyrrhic victory here is that you have the ability to hire Steve Lewis for, for your sevens woes or not even woes. You want to improve a championship club? You bring in Stephen the Lizard Lewis without That's question. It. Rugby change agent. There you go. Rugby change agent Lewis. Now you've got the freedom to be a pundit again. That's true. Right? Treat but a punditry. Why not? And you know the MLR. So let's talk about the Rugby Change agents' predictions for the 2024 season. Who do you see as the top four teams? Um, it's a bit of an arms race between certain clubs. San Diego is right up there, obviously. Um, Chicago, we're going to have a tremendous squad as well. And can't look past Seattle. So those would be my top three. Um, I think Houston are also going to be going to be a tough squad. And then obviously my my buddy Fitzy and Nola, I think they're gonna they might surprise a few people. So I think the fourth will come out of those three. And what how do you rate Miami? I think the expansion teams, I think Miami will be fine. I think LA will LA will be fine, but I think um one shouldn't expect them to be challenging this year. One should expect them to be bedding down. And I think they'll they'll do quite a bit better. Um I, I think they'll both be better than Dallas, and so I think they will struggle. Uh, they'd probably be my wooden spoon selection if you want me to go in that direction as well. The wooden spoon, ladies and gentlemen, is a dubious distinction or award. If you come in last, you get the wooden spoon. Just look at Italy and the Six Nations and you'll know what we're talking about. Uh, speaking of the Six Nations, Stephen, uh, I asked George Hook on the rugby odds this week as an Irish fan what his priority would be. Would it be his team winning the URC? Would it be his team winning the European Champions Cup or the Investec Champions Cup? Or would it be for the national team to win in the Six Nations? And I wanted to get a Scottish fan's perspective on it. Yeah, Scotland winning Six Nations. So he said he said Ireland for the Six Nations as well. It's all about yeah. so, so the other stuff doesn't matter. Well, it matters, but you asked, you asked me to prioritize it. So it would be Scotland winning the Six Nations, and then it would be Glasgow winning the URC. And just holding on to the 1872 Cup. Anyway. Big crowd. Uh, crowd. Record crowd for a club game in Scotland. Yeah, I, it was it was great. It was great to watch. Uh, you, you love those derbies. Uh, you know, the Irish pro the, the provinces had theirs. 
the URC's definitely got some great, great competitions. Let's let's switch briefly before we let you go. Uh, on the sevens front. Well, big year. So uh, Olympic year, right? Paris in June. What's not to like? So will the will will the USA finally deliver on the promise? I mean, I think it could be one of the game changing moments for the sport in our country. Right? Is meddling at an Olympics? It will certainly garner attention. I think both squads are capable of it. I think the women in particular uh, are looking pretty good right now. Um, we've got whatever it is, four or five. World Series legs to go, but I think the women are quite well poised and I think they're in good shape. With the men, it's interesting. Mike is uh, Mike Friday is bringing back some of the old dogs, right? Perry's back, uh, Ben Pinkelman, uh, Madison Hughes. So those guys are coming back into contention for selection. I'm not saying they're necessarily going, but obviously veteran players coming back, potentially fresh, very experienced. Uh, if we're being honest, we have flattered to deceive. We should have medaled at previous Olympics, both men and women, and we didn't. So hopefully this time, third time is a charm, and we get we have some joy in Paris in the springtime. And are you going down to the camp? Yeah, I'm heading out there uh, in a couple of weeks' time. Spend a bit of time, three, four days with the uh, my Friday Phil Greening, my good friends, and uh, soaking up some knowledge. You're never too, never too old to learn. Wow. And ladies and gentlemen, I think we just learned a lesson. The foremost expert in sevens rugby says he can still learn. Um, I just want to stay contemporary and I want to hang with the best. And those guys are the best. Post-Olympics, what players do you see potentially coming into the MLR? You know, I haven't given that any thought yet. That's a good question because obviously if you're a player, you know, Representing your country is a big thing, and being an Olympian is a massive thing, right? So that's a huge attraction for players. So once you've done that, um, do you take a bite at the other variant at 15s? You try and make a a, a World Cup playing for the Eagles at 15s. Um, and so once you've achieved the Olympic rings, you know, that's, that's an attractive option. So I would imagine there'll be three or four. Um, pinning me down on naming them right now, I'm not I'm not up to it. All right. Well, we'll we'll revisit this uh when you're down at camp. Steve, who wins uh today's plaid jacket award? Well, I think you do because I'm well known for sports jackets. So this and this is kind of an older one, but you're not. And it's you've sort of pulled it off. It's a little sort of uh used car salesman type, you know, but uh you, you pulled it off. Fits. Well, this is my, I was channeling my inner Steve Lewis when I saw this jacket and I said, I got to get that. Stephen Lewis, thank you, sir. Thank you, Matthew. All right, we'll be right back with Mr. Brian Ray of America's Rugby News after this. I wouldn't like to be at the bottom of that. If you're in New York City and want to watch some great rugby, have some great food and some great times, go to the world's best rugby pub, The Pig and Whistle on West 36th Street. This is the Rugby Odds, where an unlikely pundit panel of a wordsmith, a WWE legend, a rugby star, and a supermodel scour the globe, seeking best bets and bad behavior. Are you not entertained?
back with Mr. Brian Ray of America's Rugby News, who, like me, has avoided having his head explode on his shoulders. Brian, Happy New Year. Welcome back to MLR Weekly in a fresh new 2024. It's uh, great to be back. As you can see, I'm still, you know, carrying on this New Year's party thing on some random beach in the middle of who knows where. I I do like the festive uh, attitude that you're portraying, Brian. We're both back in the saddle, right? I had two weeks of drinking and cursing and crying and screaming and tearing my hair, the one hair out. And now here we are. We're back in 2024. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. And with that, Brian, now that the dust has settled, tell us who had the best offseason. I, I think it's pretty fair to say uh, anybody looking at these rosters would say that Chicago has been the big winner of the offseason. I think they'll be the most improved team we've ever seen from one season to the next uh, in MLR. I just think that the strength of the, of the team that they put together. I just think top to bottom, you look at that squad, the only position on that roster right now that you could say could use maybe an extra player is like fly half fullback, but it's not like, you know, they're they're desperate there. They've got Luke Carney, they've got Adrian Carlson, they've got, you know, this new signing, Callan Dooley, they've got Dave Carney who can slot in the fullback. That, that so. signing, that could be the steal of the of the league. I think you tweeted that too, didn't you? Yeah, I mean he's the All Ireland Player of the Year. I mean, All Ireland League Player of the Year. So that's uh, you know that's just below those provincial sides. That's an outstanding uh, player they've got. And I mean, if you look at his kicking quality alone, he, he looks superb. What what really caps it off for me for Chicago are the four unexpected signings, the guys that they probably weren't planning on having in 2024, yeah. but now they do. Dylan Fawcett. Brad Tucker, Mason Flesh, Nate Augsburger. I mean, that's that's tremendous. I think Chicago's going to be impressive. What about the cap? Well, I mean, you know, the, the, the one, those three guys are above the cap, right? So as far as below the cap, we know that the cap has increased a little bit this year. How much? We don't know exactly because the league just doesn't disclose that. Um, but, you know, it, it's fair to say, looking at most of the signings, certainly the, the top half of, of what you would expect the, the table to look like this year, the teams have have increased their spending. Uh, there's there's just greater depth across the board even before this dispersal draft. You know, every just about every team has has better even the lower ones. Even we've kind of poked a, you know had a little poke at Dallas, but they've even made some incremental improvements in terms of depth on their roster. So uh, I just think that uh, overall this season. You know, even though we've we've lost a couple teams, I think the quality of the rugby we're going to be seeing is going to be a step well, it up. It has to. Just by just by the numbers of players that have been added to these teams that are quality players, right? I mean, it has to. Have you heard anything about a potential Canadian team coming into the MLR? Is any new anything? Nothing. No, uh, and I got to be honest, I think it's going to be a little while before we do see any kind of movement on that. Uh, you know, if people were really interested in, in, in propping up a Toronto side, they would have done it. They would have t- kept the arrows and and just invested there. Um, and in BC, it just seems like the climate, uh, you know, for whatever reason, people aren't interested in sinking their money in, into a team. So the, the, the team we are seeing that's, that's coming through is this Vancouver Highlanders project from Curry Hitchborn, which seems to be some kind of a semi-pro outfit he's, he's, he's putting together and kind of testing the waters with. We'll see what happens with that uh, when they get going this summer. But uh, as far as a full-on professional MLR side, uh, no. We are hearing rumors that there could be a Super Rugby Americas team for the for Canada uh, coming possibly next season. That would be 2025. 
Uh, and I'm, I'm assuming that would be they're funded. Gonna fly, they're going to fly down to South America? It, it makes as much sense to you as it does to me, but apparently this is World Rugby. They want to, they're just trying anything here. Where's the here budget to, coming from? How much Yeah, is for, from World Rugby. World Rugby would have paid, uh, Rugby Canada does not have the money to pay for that. So this is becoming for World Rugby. So World Rugby is just going to compete directly with the MLR. Well, I mean, they're they're kind of putting money behind the American Raptors, aren't they? So it would be the same kind of thing. Now, most of the top Canadian players will be in MLR or abroad already anyway. So this is going to be a development side. But this seems to be the, you know, the thing that that, uh, that uh, either Rugby Canada has convinced World Rugby of this or World Rugby has agreed to it. But whatever it is, this is what I'm hearing is that uh, certainly the rumors from South America are that uh, Canada are probably going to have a team in the 2025 season. And that season kicks off in what month of the year on the calendar? February. It'd be directly. So, Canadian team will be playing on the road for eight, nine weeks. I mean, they'd be playing. They have some home games in BC. That, that's where they would be based out of. Because that's the only Not place. Golden BC? I, it won't be super balmy, but. It... What you, I mean, you're a Canadian. That's the wrong. You're the wrong person to talk about. This too. The logic that is completely lost in this blessed game of rugby is astounding. It's just astounding. But, you know, all right, we can't afford to have a team go to Boston, but we're going to have a team go down to Chile, right, on a consistent basis. Did, did Super Rugby, the first iteration, not tell you, okay, South Africa, Australia, New Zealand, and, and, and Japan, and Argentina doesn't work? Yeah, it's a uh, it's 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 an odd one. Just finally, and I know we're going to have plenty of time to talk about this, but right now, right now, who's the best team in the MLR? I, I'm honestly, I'm inclined to say that New England is still going to be the team to beat heading into this season. The you know what free gear does, Fitzgerald? You see what free gear does? <laughs> yeah, uh, they, they just. You know, they, they've got that culture going for them. They're defending champs. They have that going for them. They're going to have confidence. They're just a good, strong team. They're going to take some beating, you know, anywhere this season. I just uh, I just think they're going to be tough. Yeah, San Diego's good. I mean, a lot's riding on whether Gitto and, and if Nanu's coming back, if those guys are, you know, I mean, father time waits for no one. We, we don't know what it's going to look, what they're going to look like. So, uh, you know, San Diego could be great again. I just think New England, if you had, Seattle, if you had to make me pick right now, Seattle, Seattle, Seattle's a good team. Seattle is another one. I think they're going to be very tough as well. Um, a lot of changes. So maybe that'll take a, a little bit to mesh in. Um, yeah. I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised to see Seattle win either. I think, I think those top three, four teams are going to be right. Right. Uh, you know, down. In the well, thing. listen, we've got plenty of time to talk about as we see these teams take shape. And we actually, you know, see what the L.A. team and Miami team look All that. We got all that time before the first kickoff in the first weekend of March. And on that note, Brian, we are out of time. So I want to thank you, Mr. Brian Ray of America's Rugby News. Thanks to John Fitzpatrick of Rugby Morning. And thanks to Steve Lewis, who will be with your organization if you're smart. And thank you for tuning in. Please check out our other shows, including the critically acclaimed and in its first episode of its fourth season, The Rugby Odds. Also check out the College Rugby Wrap-Up. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Join our weekly newsletter. Tell some friends about us. And please join our American Red Cross blood donor team.